Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome to the Pool Nation live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. In this episode of the Pool Nation podcast, we'll talk about pool invoice. We will talk about the background into creating it and how you can use it to break down your business into micro businesses. We will also talk about metrics, how they help you run your business, and talk about how profit visualization is the key to your success. For those of you that want to check it out, go to www.poolinvoice.com. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends in the pool industry. Before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and poolinvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. John, good morning. Good morning, everybody. So um, that was a little awkward in that beginning. We got to kind of learn how to nail this new format, right? As far as... <laughs> well, John and I, guys, John and I had the giggles like right before we went live. So it was hard to focus because we could see each other and then yeah. it just feeds off of each other. <laughs> well, it was kind of weird and I don't even know, but I didn't hear anything. The intro was just completely silent. Oh, you know what? And here's the thing, John. You never, that did you not my, tell me that? That is, no. that is my operator error because there's a button to click on it live. Right. And I totally spaced it. So we were just sitting <laughs> we were there. laughing so much. So we were just sitting there the whole time, just listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean there wasn't any intro being played? Uh, no, there was not any intro being played. So people are just watching us for 35 seconds, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you go like this. Uh, so it was awkward. So I'm right. Okay. Oh, then. it was, I was definitely like, awkward. I, I sent you a message and I told you I don't hear anything. I don't know if you oh got my it. God, but. That's so funny. So, so I'm sitting there going, what What the hell are we supposed to be doing right here? We're just sitting here for 35 seconds. <laughs> oh, this is our, our lovely new format, John. Yeah. That just. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, okay. Well, good. Okay. Perfect. Cause I was the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, God, how am I going to get through this every single Friday? Cause if it's going to be like an awkward silence for a minute or 35 seconds, it's going to be hard for me to keep, keep my poker face or, you know, to be serious, but okay. It was just a little glitch. I'm sure we can. User error. It was well, it's going to be pressing the button. Well, it's definitely going to be fun to watch it. Right. <laughs> to go back. You're going to see me panicking, texting, going, what the hell is going on? But anyways, no, look, I'm very excited about today's podcast because it's we're we're switching gears a little bit here and we're kind of talking about some things that 
that has been in the works now for quite a while, right? And there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I know, especially on your end, Edgar, as far as you know, trying to solve this issue we have, or at least I personally think we do, and from feedback that I get from a lot of pool guys and gals and business owners out there that are in the industry, and they're just missing that tool. And hopefully, uh, this is going to help fill that void. And I'm kind of excited to talk about it and kind of introduce it and kind of give a little bit more of a backstory because we've been, we've been kind of like teasing about it, talking a little bit here, a little bit there, but not really gone into the nuts and bolts. And I think uh, now it's finally ready for, uh, for action. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be kind of weird too. Yeah, especially because I'm going to be interviewing you. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little different. Yeah, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to put you in the hot spot. And then I, I already missed the hell out of Zach. Zach is on vacation this Friday and next Friday. He sent us pictures this morning from the airport. And uh, yeah, we're totally definitely missing him already because it's just, we, we have this, this, I don't know if you call it rhythm, you call it this chemistry, whatever you want to call it. But it just kind of, when one of us isn't there, it just kind of feels a little weird. So he's definitely going to be on vacation. He actually should be up in the air right now. I don't know if he has Wi-Fi on the plane. I sent him a little link, but we'll, we'll see. Anyways, before we do that, John, I want to give a quick shout out to the people that are listening to us live on Facebook. And guys, I'm kind of going back and forth because I have the screens and I'm kind of trying to manage that Facebook screen at the same time. So... Maria, I know that you're on there. Good morning. Big shout out to you. Jay, as usual, always listening to us, being on there. Shout out to you. Mama, we know that you're on there as well. And Jeanette is normally on there as well. So big shout out to you guys for listening. We are going to change our format. We are going to stick with these video and live Facebook and live YouTube. We're talking about maybe changing the time of the podcast so more people can watch it. For you guys out there, if you guys think that this podcast would be better during the week in the evening, shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know if that's something that you guys would prefer. And we're talking six o'clock central time. So that would be four o'clock California time and seven o'clock Eastern time. If you're out there, send us a message if that's something that you would like. And then we'll kind of have that in consideration because John, what we don't want to do is just kind of jump and then jump again. Um, yeah. I really love to keep that consistency going, but we are going to move to this format. It's going to be our, our new format. We just need to figure out and work out those small details. Well, see, I think after our little mishap this morning on our intro that, you know, the tough thing is because a lot of everybody's out there working and they're listening to us, but they can't necessarily see us. Yeah. Right? So that might be best because we kind of screwed up a little bit and not as many people got to see this and hopefully we get to cut that right on the intro. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the funny thing is we were cracking up guys. We, John and I had the giggles like seconds before we go live. So I wasn't like paying any attention other than yeah. the go live button. And I forgot yeah. to press the live for the music and the intro and stuff like that. So anyways, we'll get better at it, but yeah, yeah that was funny. Guys, this week's shout out goes to Zach from A to Z Pools out in California. He hit me up on Instagram and we connected over the phone and we had a great chat this week. And you know me, John, I can talk pools 24-7. I could kind of do this all day. Zach, shout out to you, brother. Keep killing it out there in California. And it was great talking to you. John, today I want to talk about numbers. I want to talk about how we tied in, you know, metrics into pool invoice and kind of talk a little bit about pool invoice and, and the whole thing 
behind it, the concept and why we created it for the pool guys out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think we should uh, really quick talk about some of the other tools that are in development as well. You know, it's no secret. We started this thing, what, about a year ago, right? Yeah. We've been, we've been doing this, I can't imagine. Close to how, a year. How fast time flies. And throughout the year, we've had the opportunity and I, I think a blessing to talk to so many different people out there going through the same struggles that we go through on a day-to-day grind that not a lot of other people in our immediate circle at times get to experience. When you are in touch with or you are in constant con- uh, communication with or you get to talk to or hear from people that are going through the same struggles you're going through, you have it's funny how things, how quickly you can bond with those people and you build friendships. And I've built tons of friendship over the years, especially this last year. And throughout those friendships and conversations and talks that we've had on the phone, there's been a common theme of wants and needs and things that are missing in the industry, at least tools for us as pool owners or pool service owners or repair companies or however it is in in the pool industry as far as service side. Not quite so much building, but more service because that's what we're focused on. And I've always felt, and I know, Edgar, why we've kind of hit it off and Zach, same thing too, is we're on the same page that there needs to be more focus and more attention on the people that are out there grinding every single day that make things happen for everybody. Because you can build all the pools you want, you can make all the pumps you want, you can build all the heaters you want, you can do all this, you can do all that. But if you don't have people that service them, if you don't have people that install them, people who don't, who repair them and maintain that work of art or that investment, then it all goes to shit. And that's just my opinion. And maybe it's a little selfish thinking that or thinking, but I think the service people and the repair people are the engine or the heart of the industry. And sometimes because it's easy to get lost and say, okay, look, there's a builder out here who builds 500 pools a a year and does X amount of dollars and stuff like that, where There are not nearly as many builders as there are servicers. So sometimes each individual service company might not get as much of attention as maybe they should from manufacturers or from just as an industry in a whole. So I think that more attention should be placed and I think more education should be focused towards uh, the service industry. And that's kind of the whole reason why we started this. And throughout that process, We've gotten a lot of feedback of things that have been missing. And in order to help fill that gap or to help try to fix that problem, we've together put some things or we've put some things in the oven or or we started working on some programs and some classes and some apps and some just some things to help kind of get us there or help fill that need down the road. And one of the biggest ones is pull invoice and what we're going to talk about here. And this has been Edgar's baby from the beginning. I, I remember the conversations we had when we first started talking and you tell me the backstory and why you wanted to do it and why you started doing it and, and the purpose behind it. And it completely clicked with what my mission was too. And I think that's kind of why we hit it off so great. So I think it's time for us to kind of dig deep into the reason behind it and how we think that this is really going to be able to help the guys and gals out there that are struggling so that they can do the one thing that is very important is to be very profitable. 
there's so much information out there as far as knowledge for like chemistry or for like repairs and stuff like that. But there's very little help when it comes down to probably the most critical. It is the most critical portion of your business is business and financials and understanding it and customer relations. And that's kind of where this is focusing at. And I think this will be a home run for anybody that puts the effort into using it. They're going to see an immediate change in profitability. And ultimately, it's going to give them better life, in my personal opinion. More profitable. You're a little bit happier. Things run smoother. You have more time for your family. All these things kind of play, you know, play on each other. And then when you're happy about what you're doing and you don't regret getting up and working and you're happy about going to do it, you do better and you grow and, you know, it's a snowball effect. I don't want to keep ranting, but I think we should get going. I can't hear you, Edgar. That's probably because I'm muted. I'm singing. Uh, today, I'm struggling in the morning. John, I need another Ooh. cup of coffee. And I've, I've had way too many this morning. But anyways, I agree with you. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously, everybody knows that we put the Pool Nation business training together. And what we're going to do is talk about how we kind of incorporated into Pool Invoice. And that will tie into later on our route management app that we've talked about. And we should have the door hanger app out here shortly. We kind of bumped into some issues with Apple. Apple is really tightening down on privacy. And even though our app was already up there, we kind of did an update. They kind of come back to us and we had to sit there and provide a whole bunch of documentation as to everything that we use, right? Because we use the camera, we use speech to text, we use uh, location and stuff like that. It put a little push back on us, but we're kind of almost back on track now. And we should probably have that out very shortly once they give us the, the final green light on that. Awesome. So let's talk about pool invoice. And uh, I think we should start on the background on it and kind of let everybody know the backstory and how it started. Yeah. So, you know, in the first round, when I created pool invoice, it was really for, for me, for my pool business. It wasn't to sell it. It wasn't to do any of that, even though I ended up having a whole bunch of buddies that are that were using it and are still using it. And it's anywhere from 100 pools to 800 pools. And I created it because it was nothing out there that worked how I needed it to work for my pool business. And I'm not talking about functionalities, because when you talk about functionalities, there's tons of softwares out there that do the same thing, right? They all post charges. They all email invoices. They do all of those things. So I wasn't looking at that. And most of you guys, I've talked about it on Instagram. I've talked about it before, but my background was in hotels. So in my first version, I wanted to focus on finding something because of that background. And that was really kind of forecasting all the time, budgeting, you know, average age, daily rates, you know, things that had tons of metrics that allowed us as a business to know how well and how profitable we were doing. So when I created that first version, that's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for the print, the email, all that kind of stuff. I was looking for something that was similar to that, that I could use. And since there was nothing out there, I focused on creating that for my first version. I needed something to tell me how I was doing. So that was the goal of creating Pool Invoice. It was really creating it with tools and metrics and information that was going to allow me to know how I was doing. So I'm going to fast forward. You know, I moved to Texas. And again, I've, I've told the story before, but we moved to Texas because of my wife's jobs. And my goal was really to buy a route out here and do pools. 
But then my youngest daughter had an accident. So that kind of threw a little bit of everything in a loop. That was Sienna, right? Yeah. So Sienna fell out of a golf cart, had a bilateral skull fracture, lost her hearing in her right ear. She coded twice. Definitely one of the low moments of my life. So after the accident, I stayed home with her because we had moved here for because of my wife's job and she needed to do a lot of physical therapy. It was going to take, you know, they were, they were saying that it was going to take about two years for her to go through that physical therapy process. And it took about a year and a half. She did go the two years, but, you know, after a year, she started to do a lot better. Yeah. For, well, let me interrupt and first say, thank God, right? Bless her heart. Uh, I can't even imagine what you felt and what she went through in your family. And I'm just glad that it's turned out and everything's okay now and she's happy and healthy, correct? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, every time you say that, I mean, I've heard it a couple of times when you've talked to me about it, it kind of, it literally just like breaks my heart to even hear it. Um, and, uh, gosh, I just, God, I don't know. Anyways, I'm just glad everything's fine. So I know you've talked about the story or the creation of, of pool nation before on, on Instagram, but I think we should maybe a little talk a little bit more in depth or in detail because I think it fits perfect into the reason why all this is happening and how Pool Nation came to be what it is now and how you came up with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in God and I think everything happens, you know, for a reason. But, you know, after Sienna's accident, about after a year of doing therapy, she started to do a lot better. So during those therapy sessions, I would be able to just kind of sit there and wait while she was doing the therapy and all those those things. So I decided at that point, hey, I'm going to create a route management tool since I had a lot of time on my hands. And so that's what I started to do at the beginning. But in doing that and creating the Instagram page for Pool Nation, and that's kind of how it, it started to kind of fall into place from there. As I started to do the posts and do that kind of stuff, I started to get a lot of people that were reaching out to me asking for help. You know, I kept getting a lot of pool guys messaging me and Instagram is a great platform for that, John. You know that people feel comfortable with just hitting a message and asking questions. Why that's better than other platforms, I don't know, but I think that's one of the great things of Instagram that people can send a message and they don't feel, if you don't answer, they don't feel like, oh my God, I've been, like the kids say now, left unopened, right? Like they haven't responded. And it kind of goes both ways though too. Because you got those keyboard warriors out there that feel like they can be jerks, right? <laughs> because they're behind right. a because they're behind a phone or something where they can say something stupid. But anyways, yeah. The reason that I decided to do the first Instagram Live was because I kept getting kind of the same questions, and a lot of it was from the business side. A lot of them were not water chemistry related; it was more from the business side. And so I kind of thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to do an Instagram live and I'm just going to answer those questions instead of, you know, sending those, answering the questions over and over. Because if this person is asking that questions, that means that there's probably other people oh, yeah. that, that, that have that same question. So nerve wracking, John, it was nerve wracking <laughs> to do the first Instagram live. Um, and, but I just figured, you know what, let me just go out there. Let me just do it. Let me just answer the questions. And I did. For those of you guys that are listening, that's basically how me, John, and Zach met. We've met on Instagram. That was, we had John. John did two Instagram lives with me where we talked about borates. We had Zach come on and talk about his business and his business mentality, the pool boys. And we've never met in person. Zach, John, and I have never met in person. The closest is this with video and audio. And uh, 
we're kind of we're talking about obviously getting together. I don't know if we should spill the beans or not, John. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So John, Zach, and I are going to get together for the first time in August. Now in August, um, August 9th to be exact. So we will post some lives and we'll do some things on that. But John, I am super stoked to oh, for, sure. for us to be able to get together and just kind of completely a goof off. And then number two, you guys are going to be out here. So we'll just kind of be able to run through town and just kind of do a whole bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, it was kind of weird how it all kind of worked out. You were the hot topic at the time was Borates when this all kind of started. And I think you might have reached out to Greg or Greg reached out to you and you guys were talking about maybe doing something. I think Greg said, hey, you should get a hold of John or talk to John. He knows a little bit about Borates or something like that. And I think that's kind of how it happened. And I'm like, what the hell? Look, I'm not. I'm not social media savvy whatsoever. And you can tell from my account because we never post, right? We do a little bit here. If it's not, if it wasn't for mama, I'd have nothing on there, but I'm learning and I'm getting there. And it's not that I'm old. I'm just, well, I am a, I guess I am a little old, but it's just not my thing. And I'm a computer dude. I grew up in computers and kind of understand it, but it was just kind of weird. And, and I, and going back to like our first Instagram lives that we did, and it was, it was definitely awkward, especially when you're staring and you're not looking at somebody. I remember my first one. I know we're going off track here, but I'm sitting there going, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here, dude? I'm literally talking to my computer and I can't see anybody. How is this? How is this even? What's the purpose of this? But we got through it and we kind of, we kind of figured it out. And I think we kind of gotten our, our chemistry down for sure. And now it's like no big deal. All right. Just like everything. Yeah, definitely. Those, those first ones were nerve wracking for all of us. Even Zach. I remember talking to Zach and he was super nervous, but you know, we kind of got through it. And here we are, you know, almost a year later, John, it's crazy. It's going to be almost a year later, but, you know, I kept getting calls and I kept getting messages about doing a podcast. And I I literally was getting phone calls from people saying, you need to do a podcast. We connected and John and I just kind of hit it off from the beginning, just like, you know, I did with Zach and, and we all three did. So anyway, so I started getting calls from people going, we need you to do a podcast. And the reason that we want you to do a podcast is because we, when we watch your recorded Instagram lives and we put the phone in our pocket, it shuts the camera off and we can't listen to it. And I was like, absolutely not. Right. I'm, I kind of have what I'm going on over here with pull invoice and pull nation and my daughter. Plus now I'm doing the Instagram lives and now to do a podcast, that's kind of a, a big commitment. But the phone calls just kind of kept coming in and, and guys were just like, we want you to talk about business. We want you to talk about this. So I reached out to John and Zach and told them both, I would love to do a podcast, but the only way that I'll do the podcast is if you guys do the podcast with me. And if one of you guys say, no, we're not doing it, I'm not doing the podcast because I knew that the podcast would need to have kind of a different thing to it. And so I just kind of had a feeling that we kind of had hit it off. The chemistry was right and doing the podcast would be the perfect thing. So of course, to be honest with you, John, I was expecting either you or Zach to say no. And both of you were like, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh man. Uh, For sure. I mean, I look at it like, Hey, look, we, I literally spend all day talking to other pool guys and gals out there about all this stuff. I've spoken to, I don't know, in the last few months, I don't know, maybe 50 to 75 different companies, just talking to them. And after when you talk to them, you kind of go through because you're passionate about what you're doing and you're talking and you're kind of going through the same thing. You say the same message over and over and over again. You ask the same questions over and over again. 
And I've been, you know, constantly doing that throughout the years where this just felt like a perfect platform to where, hey, look, you know, I there's no secret. I want to share this. Whatever's worked for me, whatever's worked for us, I want to do this because I believe that as an industry, if we grow and if we better ourselves, then everybody who's a part of it will better themselves. I'm not afraid of competition. I'm not afraid of somebody doing great work. That motivates me, right? That motivates me to do better. And if you're the higher the standard, the you know, it's human nature that you just want to get better and better. So if there's a way we can broadcast this message, the things that we've learned over the years that can help people and kind of do it this way so that we don't have to say it a hundred thousand times on the phone, it would be better for us. So that's kind of how it started too. And I was like, forget it. Let's do it. Let's do this podcast. Let's get the message out. And I can tell people, Hey, go listen to this one and that'll help you. But anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 that's perfect. Our focus all along has been, you know, obviously the pool guy, the business side, we talk about water chemistry because we know that's an important topic, but a lot of it is business and, and helping the pool guys, you know, become that better pool pro. And that's really kind of the goal behind it. You know, we launched the podcast and I thought that the podcast, John, was going to just kind of do okay. It's kind of you know, limited the people that we reach and it has just, you know, completely blown up and become a big part of, you know, the whole pool nation thing that we're putting together. So as we start doing the, the podcast, what we start hearing from a lot of people is that they really want some kind of training from the business side. So at that point, we stop and we go, okay, let's try to figure out what it is that they're asking for. They're asking for the business side. Let's kind of stop and create something for them from the business side. You know, we created the, the Pool Nation business training and we created the software that goes with it and we launched it. And we've had four classes so far, and it's been completely, completely fulfilling, John, because the people that have taken the class, A, love it so much. I haven't had one person kind of come back and say, you could have done this better. You could have done that better. You know, we've had people cry after yep. the class because they felt that they were so overwhelmed, but now they have a clear understanding and they understand kind of how easy it is. But I think when you don't know what it is that you're looking for, you can kind of get over overwhelmed. We've had other people that take the class and they realize that they're not making enough money on the service side and have looked at it and made changes to their business. They've been able to focus on those target areas and increase their business. But even they come back to us and say, I kind of had a feeling, but I didn't know. But now it's so crystal clear. And obviously, you do two things. One, you create friendships with those people where they call you all the time. They're, they're doing all that. You know, we thrive off of their success because it's, it's what we've been wanting to do. So that's how we've gotten from A to Z where we are. The focus of the podcast and the Instagrams are going to continue. That's, you know, what's been helping the pool pros be more successful. So we're, you know, we're still going to continue to obviously do those and those be our focus. Yeah. And let's not forget about the Pool Nation Awards. And again, that was from people talking about it and how there's nothing for the service side. Again, this is just something that has just happened while we were doing what we were doing and just getting feedback and, you know, hearing that, you know, nobody cares about the pool guys. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll hear this or hear that or whatever. And it's just not, again, goes back to what I was saying that I think that we're a very vital part in the machine and without the service industry, nothing really falls into play or nothing really lasts. 
And as far as recognition, um, for there's some programs out there where they do some awards for pool service guys and gals out there. Uh, like Pool Pro Magazine has a great, right, the 30 under 40. But as far as specifically just for the service industry, there really isn't anything. And we thought, hey, let's do something for the service guys and gals out there. And that's kind of, I think that's how the Pool Nation Awards. So um, that's kind of cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And a lot of what we do now is really kind of just based on the feedback that we get. And I'm super stoked about the awards, John. And we have some amazing news that's going to come out because we've partnered with somebody else, but we don't want to talk about it yet because they're going to be involved. But, you know, we're getting close to where we're going to send out the nominations. We use the Instagram platform for the guys to give us what categories they wanted to create. So it's all been kind of based on the service side and what they want to see and they want to hear. And I'm super stoked for it, John. I'm super stoked because it's on the service side and they're the ones that really are driving it. For sure. It's going to be like the Academy Awards for pool. That's our vision. That's what we're trying to figure out. And that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, this is the first time doing it. And I'll be honest, it takes a lot of balls to do <laughs> But I'm down. I'm ready. You know what I mean? We're, we're going there. We're going to do it. And it's going to be epic. That, that's for sure. So everybody who's going to attend the Texas, Texas show... And if you weren't planning on attending the Texas show, I highly suggest because it's going to be off the chain. It's going to be fun. And there's a limited amount of seats that we have available um, for those awards. But um, we look forward to seeing everybody there. It's going to be quite the fun time for sure. Yeah. And the first one we're doing a little bit smaller, guys, because it's the first one that we're going to do. And we know that there might be areas to improve or things that we do or that we don't do. So you know, it's the first ones. We also reached out to the International Pool and Spa Show. They've been absolutely amazing with us and they've kind of partnered with us and they kind of gave us that platform as well. So, you know, big shout out to them and, and thanks. So we just have a lot of things kind of going on and I'm super excited about it and all those things and especially the award. Anyway, so backtracking after seeing his accident, I started thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to redo pull invoice? So I wanted to do the route management, but I knew pull invoice needed to be a big part of it. And how do I create a system that's going to help every pool guy and pool girl run their business successfully and in a way that the system can tell them or teach them financially how well they're doing just by using it. So they just use it and the system does all the work. Even if you're not a techie or a financial guru, you know, how do I create it in a way that people can just use it and it's really going to help them see all that data right in front of their face? I look back and most of the software that's out there is built from either a non-pool business mentality or a software mentality. Yeah, that's what we call that old desktop mentality. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the whole mentality of we built this desktop product, we put it out, we just want to sell it, let people download it, let people use it. And then the other thing that changes the mentality, John, is then it becomes how many other industries can we fit into that mold, right? So we have a product. How can we push it to all these other industries, whether it's landscaping, plumbing, electricians? All they want to do is just put it out there, sell, download, and done. For us, it was let's create functions and let's create accounting tools that are going to be able to help the pool business and only the pool business because they don't build pool business tools. They build 
accounting tools. You know, they, they service the, the general accounting. Yeah. I mean, they build a product first and they just try to sell the product. So they get more of a generalized um, need, right? Opposed to a more specific need that really digs down deep into a product and they just send it out to the masses. And to be honest, it's not really what we need in our industry or it helps. Don't get me wrong. But in order to be very successful and to be a lean, mean, well-oiled machine, you have to be able to, to really dig deep into industry specifics so that you can come up with metrics that are very informative and help guide you to make the right decisions before it's too late. So the whole purpose is normal businesses review accounts or they'll look back and they'll figure out, hey, look, you know, in a month or, or when it's tax time, when you're doing your taxes with your tax lady or your tax company or your tax guy, and then you're figuring out, hey, oh, you really weren't that profitable. You lost, you didn't make as much money as you did last year or the average, you know, profit, blah, 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 blah. That's way down the road, right? You need to be able, and then you go back, oh, well, where am I losing my money? Let me figure this out. Let me figure that out. And then you kind of figure things out. And then it seems like you only do that once a month at best, because if you're looking at a P&L, you're already ahead of 98% of all the other companies out there. If you're actually printing out a P&L and you're looking at it on a monthly basis. But most people are doing it only when there's an issue, only when there's severe bleeding, or only at the end of the year when they're doing taxes. So. Being able to have a software that gives you all these metrics instantaneously, basically right in front of your face, you're able to adjust in real time. You can prevent the bleeding and you can stop the bleeding so that you can save and make more money down the road. Because the reality is this, not many pool people or people that own pool service companies or any small business for that matter are accountants. It's really pretty much like a different type of animal to be an entrepreneur and to be a, a hustler, somebody out there working, grinding every single day, likes to work with their hands, likes to talk to people, normally aren't the accountant, mathy type or the people that like to really dig down and nerd out on numbers. Uh, you'll get some or a few that are great at both, but not many are. So to be able to not have to wear that hat, which in turn is probably the most, one of the most, if not the most important hat to wear. The most. It is the most. Well, I mean, you got it. It is the most. You also have to know what the hell you're doing eventually, because if you don't know what you're doing, I guess you can learn to do that kind of stuff. I don't know. But it is. I would say, yeah, it is definitely the most important. So to have something that does that for you so you don't have to worry about it and does it automatically is just golden because we're not the one size fits all type of business. That's the big thing that people need to understand is the pool industry is not a one size fits all. So when we talk about tools and when we talk about things, the general things that are out there don't always fit into what we need. And John, you were right on, and I've talked about it plenty of times. And that is that a lot of times us growing up, our parents didn't sit us down and say, hey, you know, here's a checkbook, balance your checkbook. This is how much money you have. And then there's tools that are built today that just because they made certain things easier doesn't mean that they're good tools. And, and what I mean by that is I taught my son how to balance a checkbook by hand, and he used to hate it because I was making him do it by hand. And he kept telling me, Dad, well, Fargo's, I could just log in and I can see it. I go, I get that. 
But what you're failing to see is where your money is going because all you're doing is just kind of looking at what's left, what's in that bank account that's left, but you're not learning strategically where you're spending your money. And you have to be able to see that so that you can get educated. And so I remember, and I talked about it on the Instagram Live, I made him do that when he got his first job. And of course, he starts driving. So what does he want to do? He wants to go to Starbucks every day. After the first week when he put stuff in and he noticed that he spent 50, 60 bucks in Starbucks, guess what? He was like, wait a second. He starts going to 7-Eleven to buy coffee. It changes your buying habits. It changes your financial mentality. But just because there's tools out there that make certain things easy, they're not always the best tool to be able to educate you and tell you what it is that you need to do. For us, the goal has always been, how do we get somebody that's new into the industry and we give them these tools to be able to run their business and by using those tools, they can run an efficient business, okay? And John, just we just talked about it, but the number one small businesses fail is financial reason. So how do we give them that information from the beginning so that they know how they're doing? How do we create a platform that the pool pro is going to use and it automatically gives you or spits the information right out that you need without having to be, like John was saying, that financial guru or that financial person? You nailed it. And let's say you're looking at a pool and you figure, oh, I get algae every single week. I get algae every single week. I'll get out. Okay. I just got more chlorine, more chlorine, more chlorine, more chlorine, more chlorine, more chlorine to the pool. Because that's the end all be all. Let's just add chlorine, but not really digging down and figuring out what the issue is. Because if, if you're more precise and you can figure it out and you end up going to look at the time clock or you see that the customer is only running the pool for an hour a week or an hour, you know, or an hour a day, then it doesn't really matter how much chlorine you end up putting in the pool unless you turn it into a chlorine a bath. You're going to have issues because you need filtration. You need movement. You need filtration along with uh, sanitation and stuff like that. So it's a lot cheaper. For us as a pool service company, right, if, if we can either keep attacking it with chlorine and keep hitting it that way and spending all this time brushing and doing all that, right, and spending an hour there every single week and then spending four times more in the amount of chemicals because we're using Polar X's, we're using um, Blu-rays or we're using tons of chlorine and algicides and all this and all that when all we had to do is just increase the runtime on it and get it circulating a little more and it's a little bit more precise. So what I'm getting at is Creating a software or something that really is more of a scalpel opposed to um, a hammer, you know, and it's it's literally it lets you just really dig deep down into your business and give you these metrics that usually take time to farm and be able to get or sometimes people don't know how to calculate them. And just to have it there in your face at all times, uh, it really helps because let's face it, the majority of us aren't don't have a financial background. And that's not really our cup of tea and that's not our need. And we tend to want to do what we like to do or what we love to do. And we excel at what we love to do. And if you don't really love financials, you might love money, but you might not love the nuts and bolts of it. Right. And the majority of us, yeah, the majority (laughs) of us don't, um, then having something or someone to be able to do that for you is gold. And we talk about this. We've talked about it before in our podcast. And I say this is like, look, the way to motivate people or people to do well at, or to want to work is by focusing on strength based, your employees, yourself. If you have to do what you don't want to do, you're going to end up not liking it, right? You're not going to enjoy it. 
as business owners, sometimes we have to bite that bullet because that's just what we got to do. But if you focus on doing the things that you love to do, then you excel at it. And if you hire people or you use tools that help you with the things that you are not that good at or great at, then it frees you up to do the things that you love to do. Here's a quote that I heard, and it always stuck with me, especially when it comes down to like business owners. The number one failure or the number one thing that makes a business owner fail is discipline, not having discipline in anything, whether it's financials, whether it's in how you work your business and stuff like that. And discipline is doing the work that you hate to do like you love to do and doing it with a smile and doing those things and persevering and getting through it. And how nice would it be to be able to have tools or have employees that are great, actually love to do the things that you absolutely hate to do. I love numbers and financials and I dig them and I understand them, but I don't want to sit and have to do them all the time. And to have tools to do that just makes my life easier because I get to do more of the things that I love to do, which is hands-on, fixing things, talking to customers, doing stuff like that. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, absolutely. And my background, and we've talked about it in hotels, was all numbers and all that kind of stuff. But like, like John said, it's not something that I you know, love to do all the time as a full-time job, but there are other people that that's their passion. That's what they like to do. So that's been the goal, John. The goal has been really, how do we create a software where we incorporate some of those functionalities and have it just spit it all out for the pool guys and the pool girls out there and can tell them how profitable they are from the beginning? Because that's one of the normal things that we get is we want to know financially how well we're doing. And Look, guys, I get it all the time. And, and I've, John, I've got this all the time where people come to me and say, ah, oh, well, why are you competing with QuickBooks? You know, I've had even people on social media bash me, call me, tell me that I'm stupid for wasting my money on an invoicing system. But that's not what we're trying to create. That's not what we're creating. You know, and we're not trying to compete with them. We're not competing with the product for the entire world. What we're doing is we're building something different. And that is a tool that can't be used in other industries, but a tool for our industry that's niche and will help you see whether you're profitable or not. A lot of those things that those other softwares do are the same thing, but we're trying to create something that allows you to, from the business side, see how profitable you are just by using it. What would be the best way you would describe Pull Invoice? So the best way that I would describe it and that I talk about it is profit-driven software or, and this is a mouthful, profit visualization software. It's a software that you use and as you use it, it shows you that profit and those metrics really crystal clear. So as you do your invoicing, as you do your expenses, it just shows you those profit numbers right there. And then it's just there. It just, just by using it, you see whether you're profitable or not. So it cuts off a lot of the doubt and a lot of the concern from the financial side. So I like to call it what I say, profit-driven software or profit visualization software, but I don't call it that because obviously that would be you know a mouthful for everybody. <laughs> now that pool invoice has, be re- has been redone, what are the focal points of it? So a couple of things that our nation of pool pros need to think about when running any business, okay? And just, it doesn't matter if it's pool or if it's any business that they decide that they get into. And 
We'll talk about those and then tell you how they tie into pull invoice. And then at the end, we'll tell you what's, what every software should have. But two main things that we look at, John, that we focus on, and that is one micro businesses. And we talk about this in our training class that we do. And then the other thing that we do is we talk about business metrics. You need to look at your business and I'll start with micro businesses. You need to look at your business, but also you need to look at the micro businesses that are within that business. And pool pros need to understand that even though you have one business, which is doing pools and servicing pools, you have these other micro businesses within that. And by that, what I mean is you have a full blown service side and that's just servicing pools. But then you have other micro businesses, which are either filters, repair, deco jobs, bead blasting, whatever those other things that you do within that business are different micro businesses. And you have to see them as individual businesses. So let me compare it. And I'm going to compare it to two big companies, John. I'm going to compare it to McDonald's and then I'm going to compare it to Apple. So if you look at McDonald's, they're a food restaurant. They're this big empire and they sell all these products and they track obviously their profit and they track their their products. But what they do is they look at everything individually. So they'll look at their Big Mac and how profitable is my Big Mac? How many Big Macs do I sell? They look at their business and they don't just look at selling food overall. Within that business, they look at all their other products that they have in there. And guess what? The ones that survive are the ones that do well. And the products that don't do well, guess what? They get dropped off the menu. Because you can't just look at your business as one big picture. You have to look at all the little pictures. And if there's something within that business that doesn't do well, you have to either fix it or you have to cut it out. You take a look at the Mac rib. The Mac rib only comes out when pork prices are low. Why? Because at that point, it becomes more profitable. They don't offer that product all the time. So McDonald's does that. They'll look at all these products and then they look at all their menu items. And if you look at it, they've brought other products up. They put them up. They don't sell well. They don't do well. What, what did they do? They're gone off the menu. It's the same thing for our business. You take a look at Apple and Apple is the same thing, man. Apple makes how many gazillions of dollars, John? Oh my God, right? Billions and billions and billions. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Yeah. But they don't just look at their business and go, oh, just because we make billions and billions of dollars and we make profit, that, we, that means that we need to keep selling every product that we have, okay? Because if you look at Apple, they have the iPhones, they have the tablets, they had iPods. Guess what? Nobody's buying iPods anymore because now you have a phone that does that functionality. Why keep a product that A, nobody's buying and that is now not going to be profitable? It's the same concept in the pool industry, and that is that you have your service side, but then you have other products that you offer within that. What I'm trying to say is you can't just look at your business as one big business and whether you make profit or not. Because if there's things that you do that aren't giving you a profit, you need to either A, fix them, or B, get rid of them. When we built Pool Invoice, we had that mentality in mind. And that was the first thing that we looked at is let's show that data to the users and show those micro businesses so they can track all those micro businesses individually. I mean, that's huge. And you nailed it. And we've talked about this time after time after time after time after time again. And if you just look at it from a bird's eye view or from 30,000 feet above and you see a top line number, you see a bottom line number and you say, hey, look. I made $100,000 this year. I made a million dollars this year. I ended up profiting 
uh, $50,000 this year. I profited $100,000 this year, whatever. And you think, oh, that's enough for me to make. It's a modest living. I'm good. Everything's fine. I'm feeding my family. But the truth is, how much of that money are you leaving on that table, right? And just, and this is real simple. And one example is just like filters, for instance, and how important filters are. And I'm not going to sit here for one second and pretend like I haven't fallen a victim of this because I was just talking to mama about this, I think what, last week. And I was telling her, you know, we probably, I probably lost $15,000 worth of filters right now this year just because of the winds and things that are happening and stuff that's going on or because, oh, we can get to them or we can do this, this and that, you know, that money is gone. And trust me, I have eyes on it. But if I didn't have eyes on it, I could just imagine how much more money I would have lost because every day counts. There's still a lot of people out there and there's nothing wrong with it. And I just think that it's you're working a lot more than you should and you're missing on opportunities is where they just keep a list or they just go by the, you know, a list and, or, or whatever, or they go by PSI or they'll go by this or they'll go by whatever it is, or just they go because they remember and because they're that good. But we do filters three times a year and we do them every four months. And to the day we have it to where when that day comes, I know, well, a week prior to two weeks prior, whatever that, Hey, my filter cleanings do. And it's important for us to have that reminder so that we can make sure we position ourselves so that we can capture that money because one, it's important for the pool. It's important for the customer. It's important for the cleanliness and the well-being of the pool. And two, it's, it's a revenue stream for us. And it's a lot of profit because it's just a lot of elbow grease and, and, and hard work on our end, our labor, our personal labor, but we get to make profit off. It doesn't really cost us in parts. But if we miss that, right, you miss one here, you miss one there, you're behind a month here, behind a month there. It's like sleep. You just, you can never make it back. You can't go back to your customer and say, oh, I only cleaned it. We only did one filter clean this year so far. So in November, I'm going to do two. You know, we're going to clean your filters twice in November. You know, it it doesn't work that way, right? Because one, yeah, it's gone. And it's not fair to the customer because it doesn't make any sense, right? And you're, you know, it's just not how you should operate as a business. You keep to what the terms are, you keep to what the program is, and you do it, and you'll capture that extra revenue. And if you don't have a way to track that, then out of sight, out of mind, and you don't really pay attention to it. And I challenge anybody who's listening uh, or watching to ever go back and go, hey, look, you know, how many filters I should have cleaned that I didn't clean, that I never got to clean, and equate all that dollar amount and figure out how much money you've lost over the years in business and see if it's worth investing in something or someone that helps track just, and that's just one thing out of many that will help keep you profitable and on top of your game. So, And here's the thing, John, filters is probably the most profitable micro business within your business because you're going to go out there and you're going to charge whatever it is, 75, 100, 150, whatever it is. And if you're doing the filters yourself and you're getting good at them, you're busting them out 30, 45 minutes, you're done. Your expense is going to be the DE and your time. If you have an employee, you're paying them $15, $18, $20 an hour, whatever it is, and you're charging $100, bucks. that's $80 profit that's coming right down into your pocket. But it's probably one of the most common things that we neglect. And we'd rather take on three more pools, four more pools, and now not be able to service those filters rather than go back and do 15 filters and make a lot more money that way. 
that's some of the simple, simple things that we did with pool invoice and why it was important for us to add those and have those in those micro businesses so that you could see them. And we did it really simple, John. What we did in pool invoice is we compare everything to previous month and previous year. For example, if you're doing filters, you can see the revenue on the dashboard and you can see if the number's red. And guess what? If the number's red, you're behind from last month. And if it's green, you're doing good. We kind of created those metrics. We put them up and then we just kind of give you this nice little quick, easy number next to it with a percentage. And it'll tell you whether you're doing good. Red is bad. Good is green. Right. It's just. No, for sure. One of my favorite things is metrics. And I think we should talk a little bit more about it. Right. Dig a little bit deep and why why there's such a big deal in our business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even within the micro businesses, you know, we have the repairs, we have the monthly service, we have the filters, we have payments because payments is a cash flow issue. So you need to see that part of your business going up every month. Again, it's simple. The little mini micro businesses are there. It's got the red is bad, green is good. And every month you're going to start behind, obviously, because if you start with a fresh slate, you're behind from last month. But the goal is that that number needs to increase and you'll see that number increase throughout the month until you hit the green. We talked about the micro businesses, why you need to track those. And then now we're going to talk about business metrics that you were just talking about and why these business metrics are so important. And the best way that I can explain business metrics is, you know, really kind of compare them to the gauges of your car. You know, you're driving down the street and all of a sudden your car shuts off. What is it that you do? The first thing that you do is you look at your dashboard, you look at those gauges, you look at those metrics to see what's wrong. For example, if your car shuts off and you look at the temperature gauge and and the gas gauge and you see that the temperature gauge is way up there, then guess what? You know how to react. You're not going to go put gas in your car if you see the, the temperature overheating. So you're using that metrics and you're seeing exactly where there's a problem. So you can adjust. You stop your car, you go, you look at the radiator, you look at the hoses to see if there's a problem with those. Metrics are the same thing. They're gauges for your business. If you have metrics, you're going to be able to see what parts of your business are doing well and which ones aren't doing well. With pool invoice, we did the same thing. We created these metrics that are going to allow you to look at the different parts of your business And when those gauges are indicating that something's wrong, that's what you focus on. I'll give you an example of someone that uses our software. And this is a buddy of mine that's been using it since the first version. And we have a metric that is the average rate. And I'm very passionate about average rate because it's a simple metric that gets overlooked that people don't put importance to. But John, you know that you increase your average rate and it's automatic profit. It's automatically straight down to the bottom line with doing the exact same amount of work, not changing your expenses, any of that. It's just straight to it. So we kind of go through his dashboard. We're talking and he has 670 pools and we're going through the metrics and I look at the average rate and I'm like, man, you need to increase that average rate. Your average rate is at about 98 bucks. You need to focus on that. You've got a lot of pools. And so he's looking at the profit and the profit percentage, and he's wanting to do better. We're kind of having all this conversation, and I I challenge him. I go, look, focus on that average rate, and you're going to see the impact that he's had. He increases average rate by 12 bucks. His average rate now is 110 bucks. So he's got 670 pools. 
and he goes from $98 to 110. That's $12 average rate. That means that it's $8,000 more a month. And that's a whooping $96,000 more that he's making every year just by focusing on one metric, which was the average rate. He's not focusing on profit. He's not focusing on expenses. He's not focusing on cost of service. He's just focusing on the average rate metric. He increases that. And that's that's $96,000, John. Unbelievable. It reminds me of that training slide that you use for the business training where it shows the 75 pools at $90 and then the same 75 pools at $125. It's just mind blowing when you look at it and you think, oh, it's just a small amount. But over time, it just, it compounds. It's a snowball effect. We're not saying just go out there and start raising your rates. We say this a thousand times. You need to look at your business and understand where you're at and make sure that you're competitive to make sure that what you're charging reflects what you offer. So if you are giving service that is above and beyond in your premier service, you should charge a premier rate. You should charge more than the next guy because you hold yourself to higher expectations. You produce more and that you have higher knowledge or whatever, whatever it may be. I'm not saying if you're the guy or gal that walks in, walks out, you're in the backyard and out before the door slams. You shouldn't be out there. Personally, we're not saying go out there and start charging $150, $200, $300 a month for pool service because it's not going to work. If you are that pool service company that focuses on quantity, that does a service or maybe chems only or something like that, and you were charging X amount of dollars and you know we've gone through this, this painful process as far as like our chem prices going up, the, the scarcity of them. And, you know, out of our pockets, we're paying double, triple um, in chemical costs. There is every single pool service company out there. You should be able to make back some of those dollars that you're losing. It doesn't matter what type of business model, whether you're the good, the average or the best or the elite, your costs have gone up, period. There is no. And now we're not talking the annual, the normal increase in costs. We're talking like bonkers, double, triple 300, 400% costs, us having to travel to go find this product where before it was easily accessible. Now we're spending hours out of our weeks, like hours, like five, 10, 15 hours chasing around stuff that we never had to chase around, which equates to five hours less of doing work, which equates to five hours more of gas that we have to spend on top of the chemicals that we have to pay now or the the price we have to pay, we should be, you know, we should not have to absorb all that as an industry. And if we do, those companies that do and don't do something about it, especially if you're on the lower end when it comes down to your monthly service rate, this is where you get squeezed out. And it comes a point where it just doesn't make sense. And if you can't afford it, and if you're not making money or in the red every single month, then you're not going to exist anymore. It just goes to show that these little things, you know, really make a difference. And I just want to emphasize on the point. I'm not, I don't want anybody walking out here and saying, oh, man, look at the money. If I did the math, I'm going to go out and give a letter for $50 increase every single month. Well, you do that and it's unjustified and you don't deserve it, um, then you're going to lose your clients and you're going to lose your clients and you're going to be in a worse position. So pay attention to this and make sure it's the right decision. But it's just a small little metric that people forget about especially on a yearly basis, that a small increase here and there to compensate for increase in prices or cost of living adds up over time and helps you stay afloat or helps you 
to be successful or at least and hopefully to thrive as a business. Yeah. And here's the thing with guys with pool invoice, this is exactly what we're talking about. And I'll give you an example here with Zach, because we were looking at it with Zach and we did the calculation that the cost of sales, so the cost of products to do repairs and stuff like that, we calculated it already at like 32.6%. So right now, based on our calculations and the prices paid for all those products was about 32.6% higher than last year. If you're not making adjustments and you're not charging more, you're now making 30% less. What we've done with pool invoice is exactly this, guys. As you do your invoicing and as you do your expenses and you enter those in, as you're paying more for chemicals, you're going to be able to see specifically what your cost to service a pool is. And guess what? When you see that number go up, and you see the cost and the profit per pool go down, you're going to be able to know, hey, man, I need to raise this rate. And how much do I need to raise it in order to be able to stay profitable and be at a spot where I want to be? These are the metrics that we've created into the pool invoice so that they're there. So anybody that would be using the software right now, compared to last year, you're going to see what your cost is and you're going to be able to know whether you're profitable or not instead of waiting till the end of the year because you're not doing it. And then you go to your accountant and your accountant goes, well, you know, instead of making $50,000 this year, you made 30. And you go, well, why is that? Well, because of all the cost of high chemical expenses and parts and all that kind of stuff. And there's two things that we'll talk about, and maybe I'll talk about them in a little bit, John, but there's two different types of metrics. There's just your standard metrics and there's your progressive metrics. Okay, so really quick, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but a standard metric is something that might give you a metric like John was saying that has already passed and already has happened and there's nothing that you could do about it. And then there's a progressive metric that allows you to see how you're currently doing and that if you change during the month, you're going to be able to fix that. So we'll kind of get into that in, in a second. But John, that's why we created our metrics for the pool invoice and put them right on your dashboard, right on plain sight. So when you log in, you click on your financial dashboard, it guides you and it tells you what, you know, what we're doing. And so, John, maybe we could talk a little bit about those, you know, metrics that we've talked about. I like the cost of service per pool. When you add that expense, you get to see exactly what it costs for you to service a pool. So you know what it's going to be when you walk into a backyard. You know exactly what that stop costs you. So you know exactly how much you're making. It's pretty simple. And then that way you can fall into what we talk about. Like we say the top 10, bottom 10, your list. And you get to understand because just because it's the highest dollar amount uh, or that invoice or that monthly service rate might be a $500 amount pool, just because you're getting $500 a month from that pool doesn't necessarily mean it's your most profitable. I've had it to where we've had pools that we we charge three, four, five hundred $500 a month for that happen to be one of the least profitable pools. And if you don't understand that cost of service per pool, what you make off that pool, then I think you're very misguided. And that is probably one of my most favorite parts of it. And I think people are going to really, it's eye openers for everybody and kind of gets them there and go, okay, great. So I'm charging X amount um, and this is how much profit I'm making. And it helps get me through the day. And I've talked about this before where 
I'm looking at my stops and I, I got 10 more stops or I got 12 more stops and I'm making, and I figure myself, okay, I'm making $60 every stop, 600 bucks or 650 at $700 I'm making. I got $700 left to go get, go get that money. Like we said up here, 0% luck, 100% hustle. I'm not ashamed. I like to be good at what I do. I, and I like to be profitable and make money at what I do. So when I'm out there doing what I'm doing and I have a family that I want to provide for and I have a biz- business that I want to build. Fortunately, unfortunately, money is what fuels it. So I need to understand that when I'm spending my time, I'm spending it the best I possibly can. And if that means that a $100 pool or a $150 or $200 pool means that my time is better spent at that pool than it is at a $600 pool, that is crucial information that you need to know and which will help you fine tune your business so that you are more profitable and you thrive in it. Yeah. And here's the thing, guys, with that metric that we have on pool invoice for the cost of service, it only ties in those expenses that has to do with service. So it doesn't take into account filters. It doesn't take into account repairs or, uh, you know, algicide fees or any of that kind of stuff. It's really just what your cost is to service the pool. And as you're doing the expenses and entering the expenses, you can kind of break those down and tag them to the cost of service per pool. So you know exactly what that cost is. John, I want to continue and I want to talk about the next metric, but believe it or not, I just looked up and we've been talking for an hour and 12 minutes. So let's take a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I will jump into the next metric. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast. We continue our conversation with John. We're talking about Pool Invoice, how we created Pool Invoice, our journey through this entire process. And so John was talking about the cost of service per pool, and we're talking about the metrics. The next metric, John, that we kind of thought was really important is the cost of cleaning. And there's a difference between the cost of service per pool and the cost of cleaning. So the cost of service, we call it the COS, the cost of cleaning, we call it the COC. And the reason that that's important is your cost of cleaning is going to be what it costs your business to service a pool before you even put the net inside the water. A lot of people will go, well, well, what's the difference? And that is that you're going to have certain expenses. You're going to have certain things that are fixed in your business. And it doesn't matter if you service 10 pools or you service 50 pools, you still have that expense. Let's say that you're somebody new starting into the pool industry, you have 10 pools and you want to go buy a pickup truck and your pickup truck is going to cost you $500 a month. Well, guess what? If you grab that cost and you break it down into your pools, that means that it costs you $50 to service each one of those pools and you haven't even showed up to do the pool. If you take that exact same example and you take, you know, those, you, let's say that you do 50 pools and now you have a $500 payment, then that means that that's going to be $10 per pool. Your payment's going to be $500. It doesn't matter if you service 10 pools or 50 pools, but you need to know that because it can affect your profitability and it gives you insights to be able to make business decisions. Can I afford to add an employee? And if I add an employee, I'm going to have to add those cost of cleaning expenses. So it tells me how it's going to affect my cost of service, my profit, my profit percentage. The other thing that we did as a metric is your profit per pool. This is the complete opposite of the one that John was talking about, which is the cost of service. What we do is you have your average rate, you have your cost of service. And what it does is it subtracts that and it tells you exactly for every pool, what your profit is. As we get into these times where chemicals are a lot more expensive, what's going to happen is you're paying more for the product. So guess what? Your cost of service is going to go up and then you're going to see your profit per pool go down. But there are two very black and white metrics on there that you know, kind of like John says, I know that if I go to this pool, I'm going to have $50 per stop kind of thing. He's able to see that. And if he sees that all of a sudden, his chemical expenses have, have gone up and he sees that that profit per pool has dropped down to 30 bucks. He can react to that and say, wait a second, in order for me to get that pool back to be profitable at 50 bucks, what does that increase need to be? It's really right there in front of you. In the training classes, we've had tons of people take the class and there was one guy that had about 165 pools and they do a lot of builder installs and equipment installs and all that kind of stuff. And from the service side, he plugged all the things in, did all the numbers. And then after doing it all just from the service side, he noticed that he was making about $18, $20 profit per pool at the end of the month. And that's $5 a week. He was still very profitable because he does a lot of installs. He does a lot of pad installs and stuff like that. So overall, his business was very profitable. So he was still doing really well, but he saw the opportunity to do even better because if he goes back and raises the rates and makes sure that he charges for all those things, 
Now that $20 profit per pool can go to $40 and now your overall profit continues to go up. And it's the exact same example that I talked about with McDonald's and Apple. You have to look at your things individually and those that aren't doing well, you make those adjustments. And he did go back, John, and he did adjust his rates. And just with some rate adjustments, he bumped up his his profit by about 20 something thousand dollars. The repair cost and repair profit and profit percentage. This one is big for me because, you know, you can actually see the profit from repairs alone and the repair profit. How many pool pros are able to know the exact profit and profit percentage, right? You can look at this and let's say that your profit percentage is 33%. Are you happy with that? Or do you need to increase your repair profit or your prices so that you can profit more off of it? Uh, And Edgar, it's simple because it's right there. It's right in your face and you can't miss it. Uh, You do your billing and into your expenses and boom, it's there. And what's funny is we just had another conversation uh, with a, a good buddy of mine just earlier this week. And it's always like, well, what do you charge for this? Or, or how do I charge for this? Or, or what should I charge here? And that is a very common question. And it's a very personal question. And uh, there's a lo- I know there's a lot of people that are out there that aren't comfortable asking that type of question. Uh, fortunately, when you're on the phone with friends and people that you trust, and they feel comfortable talking to you, they'll freely ask me those types of questions and I'll be able to give them my opinion and and how I go about my business structure and how we price things out. And because we don't just pick numbers from the air and say, I'm going to charge this, this because no, you know, there's, and the same thing when we go out, when we service pools now, because our minimum now is $200 per month, minimum. We just picked up six pools this last week. We went to go look at them and one of the pools was tiny. I mean, literally it was, it was a spool. It was maybe 4,500 gallons. It was really small. Wow. That's and small. It is small. And mom's like, there's no way we're going to, I go, absolutely. We're going to charge. That's our minimum. You know, that, that is the gateway. Uh, so this is what it costs for us, for me to go out there and back there. The difference between a 4,500 gallon pool and a 9,000 or 10,000 gallon pool is not really that big of a difference. It's that initial cost, insurance, licensing, uniforms, our trucks, gas, training, uh, software programs, equipment, all those things all come into play. And then we have a final number that we need in order and, a, and then a percentage that we need. And that's what it is. So when you explain that to your clients and your customers, they understand that there's just in order for us to get our foot in the door for us to even come in the backyard. I don't even know what it looks like. This is the minimum. And then it goes up from there. And fortunately, your pool falls under the minimum. So we're only going to charge you the minimum. And that's how we do it. Well, the same thing, too, when it comes down to products or repairs. And I don't want to get off track. But when you install something or you do something, you need to take into consideration there's a minimum funding gate, whatever it is. You know, we forget that, you know, we go install and Teleflow pump and whatever we get that pump for, right? And I don't want to broadcast what we buy, the, what we buy the pump for, but I'm not going to say it, but we all know what we buy those pumps for. And, you know, people think and they go, oh, well, I'm not going to charge or, or I can't, or, you know, if I make a couple hundred bucks off of it, then I'll be fine. Well, the truth is, no, you're, and it's not that if you make a, you think you're making a couple hundred dollars off that pump by charging. And I'm throwing round figures out here, and we all know. Think, let's say, yes. let's say that pump is five thousand dollars, and or let's say that pump is five hundred dollars, and you're charging seven hundred dollars for it. You think you're making two, you're not making two hundred dollars. You're really not. 
And I can't tell you so many times people even forget the tax that you pay too. Because if you're paying tax at wholesale too, and you're getting that pump at $500, you got to consider the tax that you also pay for that pump. When you look at other businesses, established businesses, like let's say, for instance, Leslie's and other retail stores, when they sell that pump, if they get that pump at 500 and I'm just putting it, they're selling that pump for 1000 or they're selling that pump for 800 And when they're going out there or whatever, and when they're going out there and they're installing it, they're not only doing that, but they're also, they're charging for labor, an immediate one hour's worth of labor. And then usually there's going to be another hour's worth of labor and there's going to be a material charge. Not only are you going to get a material charge, but then on top of that, you're also going to have a trip charge on top of it. And then now all of a sudden, when you add those figures together, you know, you're talking about, okay, well, they, they have a minimum amount of money that they charge in order for them to be able to provide the service to the customer. It's not for them being greedy or anything. It's just about business works. With us, we're so different because we're single polars or we have one truck or two truck. And the majority of us are that we think, oh, well, we're, well, it's only me. I'm not paying somebody to do it. I'm doing it myself. So no, don't, no, 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 no. You need to look at it as if you're running a business with employees and companies because that's who you're competing against. That's how they price out their, their products. That's how Walmart does. It. That's how Target does. it. That's how everybody does it. That's how we should do it. When you're looking at that, that profit, sometimes that number is deceiving. And I think a lot of people are really shortchanging themselves when it comes down to these prices, especially like pump installs and heater installs, because it takes a world of knowledge in order to do that properly and safely. And if you're great at it and it only took you, and you've heard this quote from many people, you know, you're not paying me for the time it took, you know, the 10 minutes it took me to do it. You're paying me for the 10 years or 15 years that it took me learning how to do it in 10 minutes. You have to value yourself being able to look at your profit percentage on your repairs and having a standard on it and an eye on it is so important. Just so important. Like when you talk about like the micro business, so important in the difference between a good business or a surviving business and a thriving business. Pool Invoice has where, where you can track your repairs and your repairs expenses separate and you kind of treat it as a micro business. We talk about it with Zach all the time because Zach has the service side. Zach has the maintenance or the repair side on the other side, and he treats them as two completely different businesses. And that's really how you should be looking at it as well. And for him to be able to look at that metric and be like, wait a second, my, my cost of repairs my profit in it is going down, what's going on, that means I need to charge more for those repairs in order to be able to maintain my profitability instead of doing the same thing. John, you wait till the end of the year, you meet with your tax accountant, and that person goes, well, you made less money. And then you go, well, why did I make less money? Oh, well, cause, because stuff costs more. But you don't know exactly where that is. And so with the software, as you track those and you put those in, you know, you're going to be able to know exactly where you're at. And if your repair profitability is at 30 and all of a sudden it's at 15%, guess what? It's simple. You got to charge more money. So you got to go back and look at what it is that you're doing. Our software does a lot of what, you know, other softwares do out there, right? They send out the invoices, they post payments, they do all that kind of stuff. But ours is niche for the pool industry and it was built with the pool guy mentality behind it, but we kind of incorporated a lot of the process A that you know the hotel industry uses because they're very driven on knowing how profitable they are every day, and they're a huge machine. 
So they have to know they can't be hotels can't be one that is looking at metrics from the past. And then the month is over and they're like, hey, we lost money. They have to be able to adjust through the process. And so do you guys. You have to be able to look at these numbers and look at these metrics so that you're profitable. And that's really what we've done is created those metrics and those that profit visualization into it. A lot of times, John, like we, we talked about, unless you're a financial guru, you don't know that, but ours has been simple. You enter your, you do your billing, you enter your expenses, it spits everything out. There's no mistaking this. I'm a bottom line type of guy, right? And kind of everything in my life, my wife, my family, everything just cut to the chase, right? Bottom line, I want to know, right? Let's, let's forget all the hoopla. And sometimes when I talk, people are just like, oh my God, John, I don't want it. I don't need to hear all this. If everybody knew you, this is the best way to describe you. It's, it's just like, like you know what? let's just kind of get to the bottom. Let's let's give it to me. I want to I want to hear it. I want to go. I don't want to go swimming. I don't want to go figuring it out. I just want to know. Right. Let's just give it to me straight. And let's just figure this out. Put our heads together and come up with a game plan. Not the him and Han and the blah, blah, blah. So um, I like to dig down into what profit is and what profit percentage is. And the one thing I love from pull invoice is the CED. And that's the cents for every dollar. And it's simple. And it's just another form of what we're kind of talking about profit percentage and stuff like that. But it puts a dollar amount on it, which I think is which is brilliant, simple, but brilliant. And that's for every dollar. How many cents do you get to keep? So if you're putting a dollar out there, right, and you're spending a dollar, how much of that are you going to get to keep? It's eye opening for a lot of people. It really um, is. It really, really, it really is. is. And, it, and it, it, I mean, it's to the point like, okay, well, I know that. Or, you know, if I'm bringing in, if I brought in a dollar for every dollar I'm bringing in, this is how much I really get to put in my bank account. And this is what we're talking bank account, right? Where this is what we get to keep, not that illusion of what we think. Just because I bought it for a thousand and sold it for 1500, I don't get to keep that 500, right? We're talking about what you get to keep at the end of the day, what you worked hard for what you get to put in the bank, the cents per dollar, and probably one of my favorite tools and one of many, actually. Yeah. And that's kind of one of my favorites too. And I tell that to people and they, they always joke around with the CED. They're like, oh, that's the SEDS. And, but it, it's true. It's like out of every dollar that comes in, how much do you get to keep? You know, do you keep 20 cents? Do you keep 30 cents? Do you keep 60 cents? And it's a really big eye opener, but we wanted to give a different metric you know, there's people that really are going to look at just the profit, the profit percentage. There's people that are going to look at the service, look at the repairs. And then there's people that really kind of care like John. And we joke around this all the time, guys, because John is that type of guy. He's like, you can start to have a conversation. And if there's way too much fluff and puff, he's like, you know what, let's just kind of get to the bottom of it. What, what's the end result? And so <laughs> talking about the CED, Zach and I joke around all the time that that's, that's John's number because it's like, he just wants to know, bottom line, what do I get to keep? You know, I don't care about anything else. What do I get to keep? And if that number isn't good, then I'm gonna go back and kind of backtrack and figure out what we're doing wrong and where we need to make adjustments. And that was our goal. Our goal was to make it really easy to understand and break those down so that, you know, they're right there. You know, these things we talk about and it's just, how can I put it? And I just want to emphasize again on how important it is to just like anything in life, out of sight, out of mind. And the purpose of this is 
to keep it in sight because you got to keep your eye on the prize. You have to have your eye on the prize or else you lose focus. And it's just human nature. Imagine walking down the street and you're walking with your eyes open and you're walking down the street. You can walk in a pretty straight line, right? Like dead straight line. Now close your eyes and in five, 10 seconds or in five seconds, see if you're still going or walking down that line, that straight line. You are absolutely not. Now wait a minute and see how far you off, how, how far off you are. And that's kind of how I like to look at it is you always have to keep whatever's important to you front and center constantly. And it always has to be there. And you need to know these things. Otherwise, you start to forget about them. And it, just like filters, if you're not on top of it and if it's not there and if it's something's not blaring at you telling you you need to do it, 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 you tend to forget about it or you prioritize at that point. You think something's more important than something else. And I th- you hit a great point when you said, oh, let's just take on four more accounts or well, we can take on this one account or I can take this one account because of that. And now... And then I can put off the filter cleanings. But when the truth is, if you would just do your filter cleanings, you'd be making as much money as adding on 15 accounts with half the headaches. And, and if half you just the work. Get, and half the work, right? Yeah. And it, it's, it's really simple. And a lot of this stuff here is like, well, I mean, if, if you want to sit there and kind of do the math, I guess you can and get it. But the truth is, you don't have anything that is constantly there reminding you and telling you and automatically calculating and saying, hey, this is your CED. Or this is the money you're making. You're in the red, bro. You know what I mean? You need to right. figure it's, something it's out. Simple. You're red, you're bad. You're in the red, bro. You know, red, bad. Figure this out. Why am I in the red this month, right? And why is this customer constantly in the red? And Oh, my God, I didn't know. So you have to keep your eye on the prize. And that's kind of just, I just wanted to kind of just emphasize that and why it's so important to have a niche software or tool that focuses entirely on our business and the metrics that fuel this machine. And our goal all along has been really to kind of add things to it that are going to allow a brand new pool guy, John, as he's starting to just be able to use this pool and have an an eye-opening experience. But we're also going to add tools to it that are really going to take that business to the next level because we talk about becoming you know a nation of pool pros and we totally believe that we totally believe in the nation of pool pro thought process that we want to take our industry to that higher level so that like everybody says you know we want to, we need want to be more respected in the industry we want to be able that but by being able to provide these type of tools it's going to allow you to run your business a lot smoothly and there's some things that are coming on guys and so an example one of the things that we're working on right now as as we speak we're working on being able to create a terms of service template so that all you do is when you add the customer, you click send and it automatically sends it over to the customer. Or if you have a rate increase letter, you click, you send. If you need to do a, a drain, you go there, you click on the drain waiver release form and it automatically sends it to the customer and it allows you to operate your business a lot more efficiently and convenient. And there's just a ton of stuff that we're going to be building into it. But from the standpoint of how a pool pro needs to kind of, you know, run his business. I want to talk a little bit about some of the pushbacks that I get from pool invoice because I don't want people to think that, you know, oh, we're, good, we're making it sound all, you know, beautiful and great and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, one of the first things that people will no- normally tell me is, oh, you know, hey, QuickBooks is better and they're a better company. 
Because they're known, they're a better company. And you know what? QuickBooks is an awesome product, okay? QuickBooks is an awesome product. QuickBooks is an amazing company. And John, I sit there and I look, "Ah, we'd love to be the CEOs running these companies, right? Sure. Because they, they do a great job. But I normally will get an accountant that will look at it. And I've had this happen to me, John, where I have an accountant that is working for a pool company and the pool company tells them, hey, we want to use this software. And so the first thing that they do is, oh, well, you kind of have QuickBooks, you know, this is what we need to, to use. They'll say, oh, it focuses on invoicing. or and, and the thing is, guys, that QuickBooks is a great accounting software and your accountant is really going to worry about that bottom line because at the end of the year, all he cares about, what are your income, what are your expenses, and let's file your taxes. And that's probably a great, amazing software to do that. But if you need something that is going to give you metrics, something that's going to allow you to, as the months go along, you are able to adjust your business and make your business more profitable, then you need something like this where you're entering that data and it's spitting out those metrics over to you. If you do have an accountant that says, hey, I could do that and I can create all these metrics monthly for you and I can do all that, then great. But what I have to remind a lot of the people out there is that they no, you know just, what? No, no, no. Look again, they, they do it. But what do you get? You'll get a report at the end of the month, right? right? And so you get that report at the end of the month because you're paying your accountant five hundred, a thousand dollars a month to handle your books and do that and get all that information. It goes to show again, you have to stop the bleeding now. And I've said this a hundred times, and this applies to multiple things. Little changes add up to big results. And you can be walking and you just veer off by just one degree and you think that, hey, that oh, I'm, I'm still walking pretty much in that straight line. But over time and in, in maybe in one day, it seems like you're going the same path. But in 30 days, you're way off path and you're somewhere where you don't want to be and you're bleeding. And you could have attacked that or nipped that in the butt immediately because you have visual you have visibility or you have your eye on the prize, right? And you have those metrics that you can see. So I get that portion of it, but this is something that is you take with you. If you can have your account in your back pocket or attached or riding with you shotgun constantly doing their thing, then it would be equivalent to something like this. But at the end of the day, um, and then you might have accountants that go, oh, well, I only understand QuickBooks or this, this, and that. But, you know, the truth is it's just because that's what they know and that's what they understand. And who, who cares? It's, they work for you. And whatever makes your life easier, at the end of the day, what's important is your numbers, your financials, and that you're on the road to profitability. And then and you, you, you hit it on right. You hit it on right there, John, is that your accountant works for you. So you have to get them to work for you. And you know, we even have a module on the pull invoice side that even if you will use QuickBooks and you don't want to use pull invoice for the invoicing side, there's a platform where your accountant can enter numbers at the end of the month and you can get those numbers. Him or her can do it throughout the month so that you're constantly seeing those numbers. But here's the thing, your accountant works for you. So if you're paying somebody $300 a month, you don't want them to do what it is that they need to do. You want them to do what it is that you need to do. So we kind of have both. We have the pool invoice where you could do the invoicing from it. You can do the expense module. And then we have the platform where you could just use 
the module to enter the data so that you get your numbers out. And what you would do is you talk to your accountant and say, hey, you could use QuickBooks, you could do all that, but I need you to cross-enter this information so that I get these metrics and I know how my business is doing. And, And here's another thing is you have to be careful with some of these other softwares, and that is as they start to import your expenses and stuff like that, you have to make sure that they're going into the right categories, John, because I know of a lot of people that They have just gone into all different categories and then they just basically have to kind of close that account and start with a new one just to be able to have a fresh start and know where everything is going. Because into your chemical line, you don't want gas going in. You don't want parts going in. You don't have any of that kind of stuff. So, John, I want to talk really quick about a couple of the functions that it does. And I know that you know, we're talking and explaining more the metrics and the the business concept to it behind it. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk about really quick. And that is when we built pull invoice, all the customer information is on one page. You go in, you go to the customer invoice and all of the information is on one screen. And the idea was a lot of programs are built to where you have to go to multiple different screens to do different things. So if you want to enter a customer credit card, you got to go to the profile, you got to click on that, you got to click on customer credit card, you click on that, that gives you a pop-up box, then you enter the credit card. Well, with pull invoice, everything is on one page. When you're on the customer invoice, you have 12 boxes in there, one for every month, and every invoice for every month is in that respective box. So if you need to go find it, you click on it, it's in there. If you need to enter a credit card for the auto pay, you click on the button and it pops up the auto pay button right there. You enter the information, you do it from there. You want to send the invoice to a third party. You click on the button, it pops up, you send it from right there. So you're not having to go to multiple screens to go find all of the information on there. And you don't have to, there's some other programs where you have to you know, click on the invoices, John, and it gives you a list of 300 invoices and you got to screen, you know, go through them to find the customer's invoices on there. The other thing is you can set up yearly charges. And that was a big one for me. I used to have the yearly charges, the algicide and stuff like that. Man, came June, I had to sit there and enter them all one at a time with the other programs. But with ours, what you do is you create those yearly charges. You you know put what months you want it to automatically charge that charge. And when that month comes, it automatically charges it for you. So you don't need to kind of be going back and doing them on certain months or condition or, or any of that. And You can print email or text invoices. And this is a big one for me, John, because text is the future. And I've been talking to it to a lot of guys that are switching over to the platform and 98% of texts are opened and a whopping 90% of them are opened in three seconds. We're getting into the day and age where emails, people are getting so bombarded, they get them, they don't open them. But if they get a text, they can kind of click on it and they can see it right there. Customers are going to be able to see that specifically from the text standpoint. You know, the other thing, John, is customer have their own portal and that's where they can log in and they can see their invoices. It's if you have on auto pay, they can kind of click on auto pay. And guys, we're, we're in the future now. Those days of people not wanting to go to portals and have portals, all those days are gone. A lot of people are paying online. A lot of people just want to go to the portals, pay. They don't want to call anybody. They don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. The other thing, John, and this one was with Zach. So we have the auto pay. But we only had one day for auto pay, right? So you could set up the system to charge automatically on the 5th. And he's like, well, no, you know, we need to charge on the 5th and then we need to charge on the 20th. We can have two different dates in the system. For cash flow, yeah. And, and so for us, it was challenge accepted. So now instead of two days, we're going to allow you to put every single different day that you want for each customer. 
So if you have five customers that you get paid, that you charge them on the fifth and they say, hey man, I don't get paid till the, tw- till the 10th. Can you put me on the 10th? You can go into the customer profile. Guess what? Exactly from the invoice page, you click on it. You put the date that you want it to charge their credit card. And it'll charge everybody on the 5th. It'll charge those five customers on the 10th. And then it'll charge everybody else on the 20th. So it gives you that complete flexibility. And like you just said, cash flow. Once you start to have employees, you got to have guaranteed money coming in on certain days to pay that payroll. We wanted to do it so that you can set that up. And then another big thing, John, for us is when you go onto the invoice, a lot of people were like, well, I like to print preview the invoice before I send it to the customer. So we're like, okay, so how do we go around that? And so what we did is you have your invoice at the top and right at the bottom, there's an automatic print preview. And there's a box where you actually see the invoice, what it looks like. And when you add a charge, it refreshes and the bottom invoice shows you right there. So you don't have to go file, print preview, see what it looks like. Oh, that looks wrong. It doesn't have this charge. It doesn't have that charge. As you're doing in real time, that invoice at the bottom updates. And guess what? From that same screen right there, you can go in, you can click print, you can print email, you can text, you can even WhatsApp it to somebody else. So even if you want to send it to a third party, you just kind of click on that button and it sends it over there. The other things and a lot of the common things, guys, you can set up late fees, reminder emails, you can charge different rates, does all those kind of things. John, I just wanted to talk about it because I know that we've kind of talked about the, the, the metric part of it and stuff like that, but you're probably going to have people that go, oh yeah, well, does it do this? Does it do that? But really all the functions that we've put into it is from either us using it or people saying, pool guys saying, hey, we need this, we need that, like the issue with the you know, auto pay and the different dates and stuff like that. Yeah, one thing I was talking about charging different rates you need a system to be able to allow you to charge different rates each month, right? So where if you do if you do a pool where you charge a different rate, like in the summer, you don't want to have to go in there and change it manually. Like what we used to do, we don't necessarily charge differently when it comes to like summer rates, but I have clients where the majority of our pools, we talk about this where we do once a week service out here, and majority do twice a week. But we have a lot of Airbnbs and some of the Airbnbs need twice a week service, especially during summertime because of the, the traffic in and out constantly. And then I have, uh, I have like a client that's out in one area that has a pool and has a bunch of different fountains. And at any given time, we'll charge an additional, depending on the side, one, one's like 25, one's 50, another one's $50 per fountain per month. Sometimes he wants the, the fountain running for some months. Sometimes he doesn't want it running or certain times or a bird bath or whatever. Or sometimes we're at this Airbnb twice a week now instead of once a week. During this schedule set of time, it's nice to have that automatically because we've gone months where before where we charge the old rate instead of the new rate. Because when you're sending out 150, 200 invoices every single month, you tend to forget sometimes. So that's an awesome feature on there. Yeah. And we made that so that you can, every single month, you could charge a different rate every single month. And the system automatically recognizes it and it automatically charges those. John, let's take a quick break and a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, let's just kind of go through a couple of those and then we will end the podcast because, wow, we've been talking for like an hour and 40 minutes. So let's take a word from our sponsors, guys. And when we come right back, we will kind of go into a couple final things and our final thoughts. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to John. We're talking about pool invoice. We're talking about all the features, metrics, micro businesses. John and I were goofing off for you guys that can only hear us. We're goofing off during the break time. John, when you brought your headset down and you turned sideways, you totally looked like RoboCop, like like just spitting image of the RoboCop with the little thing. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I guess that's better than Zach looking like the Night Stalker, right? The Night Stalker. I'll take RoboCop. For those of you that want to check it out, all you have to do is go to www.poolinvoice.com. You'll be able to access the site there. You'll be able to find the information. You can register from there. Also, at the bottom of the page, there is a link to where if you guys want to book 15 minutes for me to do a Zoom call with you, kind of go over any of the features. You guys want to talk about it. You have access to a calendar there. All you do is kind of click on the date, choose the time. And it'll automatically book it in there. And then I will send you a link and we can connect. John, so coming back, so you were talking about the charging, the different rates. The other thing that was big and making sure that your system has is obviously the reoccurring invoices. And John, this one just drives me absolutely nuts. And you know what? I'm going to say it. It pisses me off. Because what happens is I hear a lot of pool guys out there that they say, oh, we kind of use this software and we kind of create invoices every single month. And I'm like, wait a second, you sit there and you create invoices one at a time every month? And they're like, yeah, we sit there and we create, you know, 70, 80 invoices one at a time instead of having reoccurring invoices. And most systems nowadays, they all offer reoccurring invoices. It comes back to me, John, because a lot of people complain about doing their invoicing and being a month behind or being weeks behind. And what it is, is they're not using their software to its true potential where the software is working for them instead of doing that opposite, where now instead of the software working for them, they're working for the software, creating more work, spending more time doing all that stuff. So you guys need to make sure that you have that. And then, like John said, charging the different rates, obviously make sure that your system does invoices via text or email. Remember, 90% of all texts are read. 
Yeah. And look, the customer portal, right? And you talked a little bit about that. Um, and you said it, we're in 2021. I can't believe almost getting into 2022. And it's funny, you sent the video or Zach sent us the video of him when he was flying out, right? And there was a little hologram. It was just bizarre. Of the, It was a TSA hologram talking about safety or whatever. I was like, what? Like total recall. Total re- it was like, wow. And it's, it's happening, right? The movies of, of the 80s that we were watching and it's happening right now. And, you know, customer portals, the same thing too. You know, they expect to have a platform where they can log in and they can see all their information. Just like us as service professionals, we want a portal so that when we service our clients, they want a portal so they know for each company that what they've been charged or where to go to get information. And not only where it makes it easier, it just, it really elevates the game for you as a business. And it really helps differentiate yourself from the competition because you look more prepared, you look more professional, you look more on point, you look more serious. It's more convenient for them. It gives you a better image as a business and as a company, and it makes your life a hell of a lot easier. That way you just have everything right there so you don't have to go digging for for everything. I love the portal portion of it. And a lot of times, John, what happens is customers will go to the portal first before they call you. And if you want to spend less time taking phone calls and doing all that kind of stuff, you have the portal. They could go there. If they answer their own question, they pay and they're done. You know, the other thing is auto pay, guys. Any system that you use nowadays should have auto pay. And the reason that it should have auto pay is as you start to grow your company, there might be a situation where you're dealing into a cash flow and you're going to want that money and make sure that you get it on a certain day. And then the second thing is that if you are on auto pay and somebody pays with a credit card, the system automatically charges the credit card and automatically goes into your invoice and posts the charge, therefore leaving you more time because you don't have to sit there and post checks you know, one at a time and spend all this time posting 200 checks. They pay with the credit card and the system does everything. Yep. And then it, track income by um, categories. So we talked about that. This is your micro business. So you get to track your charges separately. So instead of getting a okay, this is how much money I made. This is how much profit I made. Well, let's dig a little bit deeper, right? Let's figure out this is how much money I made, but where did that money come from? And then not only where did that money come from in those subcategories, how much profit did I make off that? It's called business acumen, basically. You really understand your business and you get to change or you get to fine tune it so that you become more profitable. And that's just one of the other um, features. And this is just the beginning too, right, Edgar? This is a living and breathing application. This isn't like, like you said, right? Well, okay, QuickBooks or somebody sends something out and you have it. And then God forbid in maybe in one year, two years, or three years of screaming and complaining, if you get enough of it, you might get a change or or an update. This is a living and breathing document. When a suggestion is made and many have been made throughout this process. And I know just some of the things that I've talked about to you, right? We're going to integrate this. Let's do this or let's change that. Let's figure that out. Or when Zach made that simple comment about different dates, same exact thing. And that's what I think is more critical. Or one of the most critical things is being able to adapt and change to the times and make things better or eliminate things that might not be worth it or whatever. So that I want to, I kind of want to hit, hit home on that portion of it. This is a living and breathing app. It's not a one and done thing. Here it is. Take it and use it as you want to use it. If it doesn't work for you, figure out how it's going to work for you. The whole process of doing something has changed for us because of 
the podcast and the Instagram lives and all the communication that we have from everybody. And I have people calling me all the time. So I'll tell you one more that we're adding in that is that with the pool invoice, you send their invoices out through the system. And somebody came to me and said, I don't want my invoices to say pull invoice on them. I want it to be my email address. So we're like, man, how can we make that happen? And so we've been at it for months now trying to figure it out. And we're getting very close to the ability where you enter credentials and stuff. And then when the system sends them out, they send them from your email address so that they're not going at a pool invoice. And then here's the other thing, John, we haven't even talked about integrating the whole route management system into this thing, but it it will happen as we continue to go and we'll continue to listen to you guys and make and adapt the changes that you guys need. John, let me really quick get your final thoughts because believe it or not, we're almost two hours into this thing and I've held you for two hours and I know that you need to get out there and do some repairs. And I couldn't be more excited. I'm glad that we did this. This is not, definitely hasn't been a rushed project, right? Uh, A lot of heart, blood, sweat, and tears Edgar has put into this. I've seen it and I've seen it evolve. And I'm so excited to have a small part in this or be a part of this software program. I'm excited to use it myself. I truly think that quality tools like this just make or break a business sometimes. And that's just, that's just the bottom line. We're just too busy doing what we're doing out there. If you're out there hustling and scrubbing tubs and, and repairing and taking phone calls and doing what you're doing, or if you especially have employees to have something, a tool out there that helps manage that for you, especially the most important part, which is the financials, because let's be honest, nobody is doing this for charity. I, I've yet to come across a pool company that established a charity pool service company. And if there is one, I'd love to know. The reason why we are in this business is so that we can make money, so that we can support our families, right? And that we can have a decent quality life. And in order to do that, you have to be good at these metrics. And billing is a big portion of it, a very important part of it. And I guarantee you take a poll, nine out of 10 pool guys and gals, and you ask them what they think about billing or what's the the number one thing they hate the most is Everybody says it's billing, billing, billing. I hate doing billing. I hate doing billing. I hate doing billing. Oh my God, I'm behind on billing. I'm behind on billing. I'm behind on billing. And it's just funny. We bust our asses out there every single day, right? And we work and we work and we work and we work and we bust our ass. And then when it comes time to get paid, it's just something inside us as pool people or maybe just entrepreneur. I don't know that we're just hard to do it. And it's just maybe it's because we're so exhausted and when we get home, we just want to relax or we want to spend time with our family. And we know the process it takes or how much effort goes into it to where when you have a software that makes that portion of it easier for you and helps you become more profitable, it's just a home run. Um, it really is. So I advise everybody to, to check it out. And if you don't, so what? Do as you do. You know, this is what, again, this is a whole reason why we, we do this pool nation thing is to help people. This was one of the things that, that we heard loud and clear that was an issue. And here it is. Hopefully it's something I I truly believe it's going to be something that's going to be a game changer for everybody. And uh, if not, then, um, you know, continue on with whatever. Nobody's going to force you to do anything, right? You can't make somebody do anything. We can just give it out there. And by all means, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. And we want to 
take all the feedback on the software and on anything else that you guys might need because we're in this for the long run. We want to, we truly want to help out the industry and whatever we need to do to lift all boats here to kind of make our industry better as a whole because that's what we've been preaching since the beginning. And I think this is a great step and it's only the beginning because we have a lot of things that we have in the mix. And Edgar kind of talked about a little bit, especially with the integration and stuff. Everything's going to be Everything's going to work with everything. It's going to be kind of cool. And it puts a smile on my face thinking about some of the things we have in store for everybody. And I'm excited to make our further announcements down the road of some of the other projects that Edgar, myself, and Zach have been working on. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. The the other thing, guys, is everything that we build, we build in modules. So if you don't want to use something, you just click on the button and you turn it off. It just kind of disappears off your menu. That was a big thing for us. That was a very early feedback that we got from a buddy of mine that uses the software and has almost 800 pools was, I don't, I don't want you to sell me a Lamborghini. If I want to use a Civic, I just want to use a Civic. And it was loud and clear. We're just going to create everything in modules and you just turn on and off what you have. So we're going to have on there the rate increase letters, all that stuff. You don't want to use it. You turn it off. It just disappears off, the, off your menu. You want it back on, you turn it back on and it comes back up. So, you know, we've created that. We've got a lot of tools coming. You know, guys, if you want to continue using what you use, that's great. Use it. We do the training class that teaches you all these metrics and teaches you all the financial side to this business. All these things that we talked about today with regards to metrics and micro businesses and all that stuff, we do a deep dive into it, into the pool business training class. So you can take that. And for everybody listening, for all the people on Facebook, I know we're kind of still kind of going back and forth, but there was about six or seven of them that were hardcore, just listened to the whole thing. And I know that's hard while you're out there working. So a big shout out to all you guys. And John, we'll talk next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way, may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.